Blog Talk. It is glorious, this history of ours. It is a great story, that of the Negro in America. It begins way before America was America, or the USA, the USA. It covers a wide span, our story. Let me tell it to you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends and enemies. I'm your host, Dawid Yako Maccabeus. You're listening to Signs and Wonders, the broadcast that came right on time. Today's date, according to the Gregorian calendar, is June, I'm sorry, <laughs> August 1st, 2011. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Hasn't been, I'm thinking I'm still in June. Okay. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the show. It's been a uh, long time since I came on, and obviously I made it back to the United States okay. Uh, the airport was fine, everything was smooth, and thank you so much for your prayers. This broadcast is entitled, The Deception of the Amalekites, Part 1. This broadcast is a companion of an earlier broadcast called The Seed of the Serpent and the Amalekite Deception. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm revisiting this topic is because of a need to clarify who the enemy is. Now, I'm going to explain why I decided to do this broadcast. And the reason why I'm doing it is because a very good friend of mine, uh, who is a core member of the Huanet, and um, he is um, the Huanet Network. He called me up one day, actually it was two weeks ago, and he said, Dawid, you really need to do a better job on explaining the seed of the serpent and the Malachite deception. Now, when at first I was... Um, I was, uh, you know, I was a little bit um, hesitant on redoing it because I figured, well, I've done the broadcast already and it's out there. So people should basically just, you know, listen to it and, um, you know, and then and, and that was that. But as he was speaking, I, I realized that, you know, he's right. I, I really need to really explain it because I listened to the broadcast again and there's a lot of things there that needed to be uh, revisited and clarified. And um, and actually, what I decided to do was, with Brother Daryl, we're going to do the show together. I'm sorry, the broadcast together. Because what I realized is when you have two witnesses, it makes things a lot more concrete. Okay? And um, what we're going to discover is a lot of things in this broadcast. We're going to discover uh, who are the Amalekites, okay? Who are they today? We're going to discover what is an Amalekite and why is it important to know who they are, okay? And most importantly, how do we defeat them? Okay, now these are the things that um, we are going to 
discuss today on this uh, this broadcast. But before we get into it, I am going to open in a word of prayer, and uh, then we're going to welcome in Brother Darrell. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Yahushua's precious name. I pray that you are with me this broadcast, O oh Father. I thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for my humble heart. I thank you for the opportunity, Heavenly Father, to speak to your children. Oh, Father, I ask that you guide me, that you keep me humble, that you continue to bless me with your wisdom, oh, Father, because I know nothing without your assistance. Oh, Father, I pray in the name of Yahushua's precious name that you guide me to the right books to read, whether they be apocryphal books, pseudepigrapha, whatever they did to hide your word. Oh, Father, I pray that you give me the knowledge to seek it out. Father, I pray that you bind and bound the demonic forces that will try to interrupt this broadcast. And we pray that it gets to that person, that child, that individual that needs to hear it, oh, Father. Like our brother Darrell, who actually seeked out the word and pulled things out of it that I didn't even know. Oh, Father, I pray in the name of Yahushua's precious name that you continue to guide your children, oh, Father. Continue to guide your children in your wisdom. I pray this in the name of Yahushua's precious name, oh, Father, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay. Now, uh, let's see. Now, we're going to, um, hopefully, Brother Darrell can call in. And uh, before he calls in, let me, I'm going to look online. And I'm going to play a song really quick. Now, actually, no, I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play a lot of Martin, Martin Luther today. But I'm going to play the mountaintop speech right now. And then I'm going to explain about this mountaintop speech. And then I'm going to go over a couple verses, okay? Okay, now uh, I'm going to play this. Now this all ties in, okay? But let me play this. Talk about a man coming, the light of Moses. Sorry about that, the wrong one. We've got some difficult we go. days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried. About anything, I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Okay. Now, when we hear that speech of uh, Dr. King, a lot of us that have waken up to who we are can now relate to what he was actually speaking about. 
when he talks about how he has been to the mountaintop and how his eyes have seen the glory. See, Martin knew he was uh, he was going to get going to get killed. So when he actually made that statement, and then he was murdered, it was like prophecy. So what we have to do is we have to revisit all of the people that have been our leaders and what happened to them in the situations that they they uh came across and we have to look at that 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 hand that was behind their demise okay now i'm going to um i'm actually waiting for brother d to call in he might be having issues with the phone so i'm just going to keep talking and uh let me see. Um, yeah, but you know what? This is going to be a very powerful broadcast, so you have to expect things like this. But until Brother D can call in, I'm going to keep rolling. And um, I'm going to ask, can people hear me in the chat room? And if you can hear me, just tell me everything is okay. And uh Okay. Now, so, why is it important to know who the Amalekites are? Okay? I'm going to read a few a few scriptures, okay? And after I read these uh, verses, I'm going to explain to you what they mean and the connection to the Amalekites. And it says, Genesis 14, 7. And they returned and came to an Mishfat, which is Kaddish, and smote all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hazor Notima. Okay, now this here is early in the history. This is based on Genesis 14, 7, but this is one of the first times that the Amalekites were actually used in scriptures. The reason why this is important because this gives a direct distinguishing uh this distinguishes the two uh people which is Amalek no Esau and the Amalekites. And the reason why I say that is because what we have to understand is that Esau came years after this because Abram was named Abram not Abraham which shows you that Abraham right was not blessed by the Most High yet with that name, Abraham. And they mentioned the Amalekites prior to that. So there is an actual separation between Esau and the Amalekites, but Amalek and the Amalekites are actually one and the same. All right, I just want to clarify that right there. Now, Exodus seventeen thirteen, And Yahushua discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword, and the Most High said unto Moses, Write this for a, memor a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Yahshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Yahuvahanesi. For he said, Because the Most High have sworn that Yahuwah will have war with Amalek from generation to 
generation. All right, now, when we read this, we hear that in Exodus 17, 13, what was happening at this time? Moses, okay, was um, blessing Yahushua through the Messiah, through the I'm sorry, through the Most High. And what he said was, he said, Amalek will discomfort your people from generation to generation. Okay? Now we have to understand that what's happening here is a prophecy. And from generation from generation means that it is going to be a continuance of this for years to come. All right? Now, we're going to revisit this continual this particular verse later. All right? Now, we're going to read Judges 7:12 and it says, "And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their camels were without number as the sand by the by the seaside for the multitude." Okay? Now, this right here is showing you that the generation to generation has continued on to Judges. So now we're looking at a continuation, and it says the, the uh, Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east. So now we see that the Amalekites have joined forces with other um, people in the land. And we know that the Midianites are of the line of Ham. Okay? Now, we read through Samuel. Samuel 27, 8, and it says, And David and his men, let's read that right, and Dawid and his men went up and invaded the Gishurites and the Giziites and the Amalekites, for those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land, as thou goest to Shur, even unto the land of Egypt. Here we go again. It states here specifically, that they were old in the land. Um, now, I'm going to read uh, Genesis 15. Okay? In Genesis 15, it says, And when the fowls came down into the carcass, the carcass now what, I, what I'm doing now is, I mean, let me set this up. This is before Abraham became. Uh, this is before Abraham became uh, Abraham. His name was Abram. All right, and this is a prophecy. And after I read this, everybody's going to know the prophecy and what it means. Okay, and it says, uh, and when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror. Of great darkness fell upon him, and he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance, and shall go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age, but in the fourth generation they 
shall come hither again, for the iniquities of the Amorites is not yet full. Okay? Now, the iniquities of the Amorites is not yet full. For those that do not know, the Amalekites and the Amorites are one and the same. Amalek is of the Amalekites. Amalek and Esau are one and the same. It is very vital and important to understand this fact. Okay, now when it says the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full, notice how this iniquity of the Amorites is in association with the 400 years. And, you know, like those who listened to my previous broadcast, you understand that they were not in Egypt for 400 years. They were only in Egypt for a total of 230 years. 130 of those years, they were under high, under hard um, uh, enslavement, hard bondage under the Egyptians. And if we and then when we really look at this history, we realize that it was the Hyksus who were actually in charge prior to the Egyptians because the Egyptians came in, chased out the Hyksus, and then the Egyptians enslaved the Hebrews, the Sidiaco. And then when the Sidiaco was free, they met them at the river. They were coming back into Egypt, okay? But that discussion is for later on in the broadcast. But let's just understand that right now what we're looking at is the 400 years of affliction is something that's going to be in the future. And this was spoken to Abraham prior to him becoming Abraham with the name of the Most High, okay? And it's speaking of the prophecy of the Amorites because the Amorites were not yet overtaken by the Amalekites. Okay? Now, this is very important to understand. Now, we're going to read Joel 1 through 7, and it says, The word of Yahuwah that came to Joel, the son of Fethuel, Hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Have this been in your days or even in the days of your father? Question. Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the panker worm, I mean the palmer worm hath left, hath the locust eaten, and that which the locust hath left, hath the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm hath left, hath the caliper eaten. Awake ye drunkards and weep, and howl all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation is come upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vines waste and barked my fig tree. He hath made it clean, bare, and cast it away. The branches, therefore, are made white. Okay. Now, when... um. I read this, okay, there is a lot of information here. You have to look at this chapter of Joel with the understanding on who the people are. If you don't see the chapter of Joel with knowing who the people are, then you'll be confused, okay? Because when we're looking at the panker worm and the locust and the canker worm, and the caterpillar, 
each insect is stronger than the next insect in overtaking that insect's spot. This is a analogy on what happened to the children of Yaakov. Okay? And it says, tell your children of it and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. Now, we under, if we can, uh, you know, take our mind back to um, Exodus seventeen thirteen, it says, And Yahushua, Joshua, discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Most High said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Yahushua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Yahuvahanasi. For he said, because the Most High has sworn that Yahuwah will hear, will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. First of all, two things. It's not us that fights, it's Yahuwah. Okay? Amalek is the enemy. All right? He said, I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from generation, from under heaven. Because we are still talking about Amalek, his, his, his memory is not wiped out from under heaven. Amalek had a lot of damage to do, and he is doing a lot more damage. Because what we're looking at is a prophecy about the future. Now, this particular verse goes with the verse that I just read in Joel. Okay, Joel is later on speaking about, tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the palmer hath left, hath the locust eaten. That which the locust hath left, hath the cankerworth eaten. That which the cankerworth hath left, hath the caliper eaten. Awaken ye drunkards, and weep and howl, all ye drinkers of wine. Okay? Now, the network that I have um, so graciously, or, or no, have, I have been blessed with, is the Huanet. Okay? And with Huanet, I have a lot of people that are waking up. Really strong, wonderful people. And when this verse says, Awaken ye drunkards, and weep, and howl, all ye drinkers of wine, we are sleeping. Okay? Now it, it it we're sleeping it was it was um purposely done okay but we are asleep and we need to wake up all right now I'm going to get more into these verses later on but I brought these particular chapters out and these verses in the book to show that there is a a um a history of the Amalekites throughout scriptures from Genesis to Samuel to Je I mean to to Joel all the way to to the book of Maccabeus until the ultimate takeover at the 325 council of Nicaea so what we need to do is we have to understand and recognize who these Amalekites are and how they affected history even today even to today okay now we know who they are we I mean we can just go out there and 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 speak um, angry, you know, speak uh, speak in anger towards them, and turn a lot of people off. Or we can just calmly just take up scripture and show you through scripture. You can't ignore it. Okay. Now, because the children of Yaakov are at war 
with the Amalekites from generation to generation, uh, the majority of Christians, the, the preachers and the pastors, okay, they, they will never understand these three verses. What, what I'm trying to say is that um, the majority of Christians in this world, you know what I'm saying, in top positions, the preachers, the pastors, they will never understand these verses. And the reason is, is because there's a lack of knowledge, there's pride, and there's ego. And of course, fear. Now, they have been taught what to think. Okay? And they're staying in that 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 area of stupidity because it's like it's like they're in a relationship, an abusive relationship, you know. Now let's let's see this. Like my um I know some people that in a relationship and the man was beating the hell out of them. And they would always go back to the man even though he was beating the hell out of them. And you wonder why do they continue to go back to this person when they know that he does not love them if he's beating them up so much. And you cannot really understand that, but the main thing is mind control. And I mean that, it's mind control. And because most Christians don't understand history, they have been brainwashed because their the generation before them were brainwashed, generation before them were brainwashed, generation before them was brainwashed, and who were they being brainwashed by? They're being brainwashed by the Amalekites. Why? Because we're at war from generation to generation. Okay? This is going to make more sense as I continue. Now, I'm going to use an example on how we actually find the Amalekites. Okay? Now, I'm going to read for you a list of names. Okay? The list of names, and then uh, I'm going to explain to you. Now, keep your ears open. Because it's very important to hear this part. All right, now I'm going to read the first list. This is a list of names of boys. Ama, Yahua, Akubiya, Yahua, Abuki, Sua, Yami, Huse, Uga. Now, list of girls and women. Same, Ama, Yahuah, We Asa, Amba, Nahu, no, I'm sorry, Nadu, Telami, Yahuah, Akwa, Yahuah. Okay, so what did I just read? What I just read was a short list of names of the African captives from a ship called. Ninfa Habanira. It's called the Ninfa Habanira. So what is this ship? Okay. This ship sailed from the port of Bight of Benay of West Africa in 1825. Now keep this in mind. These are the names of Africans that were sold to the European slave traders in 1825. Now, that was just 186 years ago. Now, this equals three jubilees, and it equals five weeks in a jubilee, 
in three years. Now, I say this, the Jubilees, is because I know that the Amalekites are listening to this. I want them to understand. Because they count the Jubilees. Now, listen up, Amalekites. That was just three Jubilees, five weeks in a Jubilee, and three years ago. Okay? Now, I'm going to read you some more names. Here's uh, Yahushua. Yasha Yahua, Yeremai Yahua, Micah, Yonah, Obadiah Yahua, Tespana Yahua. Here another list Yaakov, Yakanan, Yahuda, Mathitis Yahua, Yahushua. And of course, Abraham. Sariah and Yahuwah. Now, how many of the Christians today will not recognize the names that I just read? Let me repeat that. How many of the Christians today will not recognize the names that I just read? Now, it was not until recently Recently, that we discovered the original names of scriptures. Okay? This is powerful, y'all. Please pay attention to this. It was not too recently that we just discovered the original names in the Hebrew scriptures. Because Yahushua was thought to be Joshua. Yahshua, Yahua, Yashi, Yahua. Is Isaiah. Yarami Yahuwah is Jeremiah. Micah is Micah. Yonah is Jonah. Obadiah Yahuwah was Obadiah. Tesvina Yahuwah is Zephaniah. Those that know, these are minor prophets and major prophets. And of course, Yaakov is James, the disciple. Yakanan equals John the disciple. Yahuda equals Jude the disciple. Matthew <laughs> Yahuwah equals Matthew the disciple. Yahushua is Jesus the Messiah. And Abraham, right? Abram, which became Abraham. Sarah, which was Sari, which became Sarah. Right? And why did they become Yah? Because the Ah was in the names. Then we have Yahuwah, which is Ayah, our Yah, whom the Europeans changed the name to Lord God. And of course, and of course, Jesus. Okay? Now, think about that. Think about that really hard. Okay? Now, the first names that I read to you, so let me let me reiterate that. Because this is, uh, I want this to be recorded and documented so people can put this together. Because a lot of our um, European brothers and sisters uh, reject the fact that the Hebrews are the people that were brought on slave ships. Now, if I'm reading you a list of names, which is documented, you go to a site, I think it's called Voyager, and they have 
the actual names of the slaves, where they came from, how many people died on the ship, when the ship sailed, 1825. And on this particular ship, I believe they had about 231 people on this particular crop of slaves, right? This particular crop of slaves had names like um, Yah, Yah, Akubuya, Yahye, Akubui, Yame, Uga. And then the girls were Yahwa. Now, how do you spell it? Yahwa spelled Y A H W A H. Three women on this ship were named Yahwa. Now, how is it that you can have Africans on the ship with the same name of Yahuwah, Yahushua, Yakana, Abraham? The A-H is in every one of these names, brothers and sisters. All right? So, yes, it is documented and it is proven. Okay, because the reason why I read this was to prove that point. The names of the Africans are the same as the names of the Hebrews. The names of the Africans, which changed, okay, the names of the Africans, all right, they, the names were changed by the same people that decided to change the names of the Hebrews in scriptures. Okay, and what names did they change them to? Mark. Luke, John, Matthew, Jude, and Jesus. All of these are anglicized names. So, I'm going to read you what anglicization is, okay? Anglicization or anglicization is the purpose of converting verbal or written elements of any other language into a form that is more comprehensible to an English speaker, or more generally, of altering something such that it becomes English in form of character. The term most often refers to the process of altering the pronunciation of spelling of a foreign word when it is borrowed into English. Personal names may also be anglicized. This was rather common for names of antiquity or of foreign heads of state, and it was and is also common among immigrants to English-speaking countries. So, were the slaves of the transatlantic slave trade forcibly immigrated into English-speaking countries? Yes or no? Was the Hebrew scriptures anglicized? Yes or no? Is the name Jesus a Hebrew name or is it anglicized? Think deeply about that one. Okay? Now, to me it is obvious what had happened and what has occurred. But we have to grow up and we have to face the fact. Our present day Christianity was hijacked by the European through the Council of Nicaea and later changed during the 1500 Reformation period into Protestantism. The Protestant is a child of a stolen history. 
So how can that fruit bring forth anything good? The root of the tree has been corrupted. The root of the tree was corrupted by the Council of Nicaea. Okay? The Holy Roman Empire was so corrupt that its own child revolted from it and became what we know today as Christianity. And what did they do with their power? They went through every nation, anglicizing everyone, usurping at will, changing the names of all, changing the Hebrew names into names like Dan. Dan was actually a Hebrew name. Let's say uh, Mark, <laughs> Luke, Charlie, you know, something that is uh, easy understandable by these people. So we really have to think hard now because we're coming to a crucial time. This is a time for the unveiling of the Amalekites. Okay? And when we unveil them, they have nowhere to hide. We take away their power. Okay, And only the Hebrews can take away their power. Why? Because the war is between us and them. So we have to stand up. We have to make a stand. But before we make a stand, we got to know who we are. All right, now I'm going to play something. And I'm going to play this. And then I'm going to try to get a hold of uh, Brother D. And I want you to listen to this really carefully. Okay? Now this is another Martin Luther uh, um, audio tape, and this was in 1963, and this was the height of the um the movement. Okay, and it's called the uh, Keep Moving. All right, here we go. Dr. Martin Luther King. Thank you very kindly, my very dear friends. These churches are really loaded tonight. Never in the history of this nation have so many people been arrested for the cause of freedom and human dignity. You know there are approximately 2,500 people in jail right now. Now let me say this, the thing that we are challenged to do is to keep this movement moving. There is power in unity and there is power in numbers. As long as we keep moving like we are moving, the power structure of Birmingham will have to give in. And we are probably nearer to a solution of this problem than we are able to realize. And don't worry about your children. They are going to be all right. Don't hold them back if they want to go to jail. For they are doing a job for not only themselves, but for all of America and for all mankind. Somewhere we read, a little child shall lead them. Remember, there was another little child, just 12 years old, and he got involved in a discussion back in Jerusalem as his parents moved down the dusty road, leading them back to that little village of Nazareth. And when they got back and bothered him and touched him and wanted him to move on at that moment, he said, I must be about my father's business. All right. 
these young people are about their father's business. And they are carving a tunnel of hope through the great mountain of despair. And they will bring to this nation a newness and a genuine quality and an idealism that it so desperately needs. Now we are going to see that they are treated right. Don't worry about that. The Justice Department is already in here. And they don't have some small fish from the Justice Department. They have some of the big fish in here. We are reminding them at all times that these persons are political prisoners. There's a distinction between a political prisoner and somebody who's there for getting drunk or somebody who's there for engaging in a robbery. And we're going to see that they are treated right and go on and not only fill up the jails around here, but just fill up the jails all over the state of Alabama if necessary. Keep this movement going, keep this movement rolling, in spite of the difficulties, and we're going to have a few more difficulties, keep climbing, keep moving. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Martin Luther King. Okay, I'm back. It's a little bit uh you know, I'm 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 getting used to this new uh board here. It's 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 really nice. But it seems like it's um you know, having a little bit of problems. So anyway, let me um hold on. Yeah, I was getting some feedback. All right, y'all. Sorry about that. Okay. Now <clears throat> I want I want to play that that uh, audio file, that nineteen sixty three Birmingham keep this movement moving for the main purpose to bring our minds back to what was going on at that time. All right. Now, what we have to do is we have to place ourselves back into that position again. All right. I'm a 40 year old man now. Okay. And I don't think like I did when I was 20. When I was 20, all I cared about was just partying, getting a nice car, trying to get a job, and you know what I'm saying, and just just having fun. Maybe get some kids and settle down. You know, I had no idea on how serious things were. Now, during the time of Martin, they grew up in an era where where America was different. You see, the seed of the Amalekite, the seed of Esau, the the ones that were in power, they put us through hell for a long time. And, you know, they want us to forget about that. But we can't forget about that because we're not supposed to forget about it. You know what I'm saying? We cannot forget about what happened to us because it's part of prophecy. Just like I read you those names, those Hebrew names, 
and you saw them in the ship and how they brought those people over and just took everything from them. They even took their names away, put them into hard bondage. And then when, when our ancestors were free, what did they do to us? They lynched us. They burnt down our cities like in, in, in Oklahoma. Okay, They hired other people into the country to make sure that we would stay the lowest denominator in this country. And we were fighting like hell. And when Martin Luther King was speaking at this time, we were trying to rise up and make something for ourselves. And what did they do? They sucked, they sicked dogs on us. They sprayed us with hoses. Okay? I mean, they put us through hell. Then they killed Martin. All right? I mean, I don't have to go over the history to y'all because y'all lived it. Right? But what we have to understand is that We cannot forget what Martin, Malcolm, and all those that stood for equal rights for us to just sit at a counter or use a bathroom went through. We were trying to be, we were saying, just treat us like human beings, right? These same people are now complaining about police brutality. We have police brutality since we started in this country. We've always had police brutality. You know? So, what we have to understand is that what's happening to the United States of America is, in a way, coming on America in a major way because of what they have done to the children of the Most High. Amalekite is at war with the Hebrews. They want to wipe us off. But they're not going to be able to. So when we think about Martin Luther King, we have to really understand what struggle he went through and who he was. Okay? All right, now I'm going to see if I can... Um, Brother D, you here? I'm here. I had to call in on another number. Okay, all right. Sorry about it, brother. Oh, no problem, man. I was um I was speaking about uh Martin and uh I was speaking about the Hebrew names and I went over the scriptures and stuff, but it's just on time because I'm actually finishing up with with the part that that I wanted to 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 speak about and I want to introduce you a, a lot of people um know who you are from Sister Georgia shows. I'm pretty sure they recognize your voice. And early in the broadcast, I was explaining to them on how you, you called me about um, about two, three weeks ago now, I think. And yeah. you told me to, to revisit the Amalekite deception, the seed of the serpent and Amalekite deception. Yes. And um, so when I, I looked at it, I started to, you know, we were talking a couple of times and, and you know, for hours here and there on the phone, and you know it was um it was it's eye opening and I agree with you a hundred percent that you know I think it would do it would benefit the people to really break this down and actually show people where exactly um you know the Amalekites are and how important it is for us as Hebrews to understand who they are and to understand 
the beginning, the seed of the serpent. You know what I'm saying, right. brother? Yes, I understand. I understand, okay. brother. That's why I had, um, after I listened to that show, I began to look around and see the stories that were being told. And when I'm talking about the stories, I'm talking about from us, the Hebrews. It was a lot of incomplete stories. Yeah. And I listened to that show probably two or three times. I read the transcripts two or three times so I could get it. Because <laughs> I'm not yeah. as sharp as most, but I try. I started to see exactly what was going on when you talk about the, the deception of the Amalekites. Yeah. And I started looking in the scriptures and I could see. I said, okay, we have to understand that word usurpation. And understand what's going on with the scriptures when it talks about butterflies and canker worms. And I started to see, you know, all I could see throughout the scriptures were usurpation, usurpation. And we have to get the story right. You yep. can't take part of the story and run with it. We have to get it right. And we have to get it right from the beginning. So the, the broadcast, it, it was a blessing to me because it opened it opened my eyes. It really did. And that's why I said we need to get it back out there again so we can you can show people. <laughs> we need to wake our people up. So that that's all I wanted to add on that. But I have more to say. Okay, thank you, brother. And I and I just want to say something. When when you called me up and you um you really got got the broadcast, I was so happy, brother, because um, you know, I do a lot of research, all praises to the most high. And yeah. sometimes I wonder you know, are people going to get this? And sometimes I, I figure, like, am I doing a good enough job? Because, you know, am I confusing people? You know what I'm saying? And 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 I know there's a lot of people that call up and say they understand, but at the same time, you you feel like, you know, maybe I'm I'm talking too much on this subject, or I'm not talking enough, or maybe I didn't do the right research. But when you called me up and you were like, you hit the nail on the head. And like I explained earlier, you told me things that I didn't even know about it. And to me, that's like the, the, the greatest gift that I can get is just the fact that you understand that, man. And I just want to thank you for calling me up to, to give me that, that confidence that I'm doing, doing a good job. I'll praise it to the most high, brother. I, you know, he, he put it on you to put it out there and I, I got it. Somebody else is going to get it. So, okay. I heard that brother D. All right. Now, now, we're going to break this down, my brother, and we're going to hurt them today, okay? Oh, yes. We're going to hurt them today. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up um, I'm going to pull up the web, my website, uh, HebrewIsraelites.eu, and if, if, if you're listening now, I advise you to pull up the uh, HebrewsWakeUp.com or HebrewIsraelites.eu on the front page. You know, when you click on um, uh, EU or the American flag, that particular broadcast is on the front page. So you can actually follow along as we're speaking right now. Because I'm actually going to use the the the, um, the blog on the site to actually break this, this down today. And this is part one. Okay, so don't worry. This might be part two, three, or four, five. We're, we're going to get through this, and we're really going to get this out. So this is just the first part. So it's moving a little bit slow, but it's going to pick up. But right now, what I want to do is uh, basically we're going to see who are the, the Amalekites, okay? Where did it all begin, all right? 
And in order to do this, we're, we're going to read uh, the first part of the seed of the serpent. All right. Now, there's a verse that I'm going to read here. And, and, and brother, brother D, do you have that script with you? Yes. Okay. Can you read Genesis three fifteen for me? Okay. Hold on one second. Genesis three fifteen. Hold on one yeah. second, don't we? Yeah. Okay. One second. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll get it here on the bottom. All right. Genesis three and fifteen. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Okay. Okay. Now, here's how we're going to do this. We have to understand what this seed is, Okay. And I will put enmity between thy, thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, if you go to the broadcast, all right, I put this up here in order to break down what the seed is. And we have to understand that they're speaking in a parable, okay? Now, a lot of us know that we say, okay, Yahushua spoke in parables, and we are we are told this. Now, I'm not trying to um, downplay that, but what I want people to understand is that they told us that Yahushua wrote in parables because that's how they wrote the story in parables. Um, what I mean is the story was written in many different books, the Book of Jubilees, the book of Genesis, the book of Yasser, just to name a few. And then we have all these different books that were canonized and then non-canonized. And they found books in the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Caves of Qumran. I'm speaking about this because I want people to understand is that what we are reading is an anglicized version of what the Hebrew scriptures were. And they are telling us that Yahushua... Or, you know, the, the prophet, yeah, Yahushua um, uh, spoke in parables. Now, I'm not contradicting that or I'm not saying it didn't. He didn't. But what I'm saying is that there is, we have to say, we have to understand that the parable was created by the Greeks. Okay? And understanding that we are reading this from the mind of the European then we have to always have one eye open on what they are trying to say or what they are trying to hide from us. All right? Now, when they write this, it says, uh, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is kind of like a parable in itself because we have to understand what is seed, what is heel. There is so much in this these two sentences all right, or just one this one sentence that you know it, it can tell the whole story. But if we don't understand it from the beginning, from this point here, then we get everything messed up. You, you see what I'm saying, brother D? Yes, I got you. I understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I say all that in order to get to the seat. 
Okay, now the seed. It says, um, now if you go back to the, 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 the online, it says the word seed is pronounced Zahra. Okay, now that Zahra is in Hebrew. Okay, the word seed is pronounced Zahra in the Babylonian, and this is, I say in the Babylonian, and this is what it reads. Now the reason why I said this in the Babylonian, because I understand that they have translated, the Babylonians have translated it first into the Aramaic Hebrew. I mean, the Aramaic Hebrew, then the Babylonians, and then the Babylonians changed it into the Greek. So we still have to understand that that, that name Zarah, it sounds Hebrew, but we have to still question, is it true Hebrew or is it Babylonian? All right? But we don't have to get too deep on that because from here we have a reference, which is Hebrew 2232. And it says seed, figuratively, fruit, plant, so, time, posterity, carnal, child, fruitful, and seed. All right? Now, what I'm trying to explain here is that the seed has a meaning, not that it's, the seed has a deeper meaning, meaning that it means to bear fruit, but fruit of another individual. Okay? So the seed that we're seeing here, when we actually look deep into it, not to just overread it, because a lot of us just overread this verse and keep going. But when you look deep into what the seed actually means and break it down to its prime root, it doesn't mean a seed like you, an apple seed or a grape seed. It means a sperm seed. And I prove that when you go to the site and you see what I found out on Google Translator. Now, I took the actual Hebrew words, the letters, that were the um, the Babylonian Hebrew, the changed Hebrew. But when you well, they took the changed Hebrew, but they, they took it from our root. But within that Hebrew, it has these meanings. It says seed. It says sperm, semen, offspring. Okay? Now, you don't get sperm from an apple seed. You don't get semen from an apple seed or a, a, a uh, grape seed or whatever. You don't get offspring from that. Okay? What do you get from an apple seed? Another apple. You don't get a child. All right, you want to say something, brother? That's as plain as it gets. You can't get a child from an apple. <laughs> you can't get a child from a grape. You get a child from seed, sperm, semen. Exactly. It's important to understand that. Yep. See, okay, now... Now, just like Brother D said, it's important to understand that. Now, not only is it important to understand it, they understood it. Okay? They understood it. If they didn't understand it, they wouldn't have put it in Google Translator with the definitions of sperm, semen, and offspring. Now, here's a question. Why is it that we don't know this? Why is it that when Sister Georgia calls up and makes this, uh, you know, she, she actually breaks this down, we have people calling her site disputing this, Christians. We have Hebrews disputing this, taking a high, getting on a pedestal saying that a woman should not speak. So you're saying that a woman should not speak because she proved you wrong? What is that saying about you when you cannot get corrected from a woman? Humble yourself, 
because you are doing a disservice for everybody that follows you. Okay? Just, just because you say it isn't so does not make it so. I'm sorry, but seed means sperm, semen, and offspring. All right? Now, I pretty much beat that to death, but I just wanted to make sure that you understand that what happened in this garden was a uh, was something that produced an alternative line, two lines. And out of that line came the Kenites and the line of Abraham. Okay? And out of the Kenites came the Amalekites. And if we don't understand that, everything is messed up. You want to say something about that, Brother D? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. They are Genesis 3 and 15. It tells you that there will be two seeds. So you can deny it and say, no, that's not, no, 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 that's not talking about seed. That's not serpent seed. That's what, that's what the scripture says. So every time you deny it, deal with Genesis 3.15. There are two seeds. You can close your eyes. You can go back to sleep if you like. But just remember this. When you wake up, there will still be two seeds there. So that's it, bro. Yeah, I heard that. I had to turn off my mic so I won't be laughing in the background. But anyway. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you laugh, bro. No, it, it's... No, it, it is obvious though. It's obvious. All right, now in 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 the uh, the broadcast, I mean in the blog on the, on the website, like I said, y'all can go to the website um, hebrewswakeup.com and the butterfly. Okay, now I say okay. Now there is another word that means seed in Hebrew, which is H six five zero seven. All right, now what this is on the on the uh, the the uh, transcript, and I want to say I'm actually looking at a lot of typos here, so y'all forget that I'll fix it later. But anyway, this Hebrews six five oh seven led me to the book of Joel. All right, now this is how the Most High works. He'll give you something and he'll back it up with scripture, precept on precept, here a little, there a little. Right now, here's a perfect example of that. When you look in the Hebrews. It, you look at all the occurrences of seed, and I was saying, okay, well, where can I get proof that this seed is what it means? So I found two different seeds. There's a seed that means Hebrew 6507 and a Hebrew that means um, H2232. So they're making definite – they're making a, a, a distinction between the two different seeds. And then what did it do? It led me to the book of Joel. All right? Now, what did the book of Joel say? It says, the word of the Yahuwah, of the Lord, they say the word of Yahuwah, that came to Joel and the son of Pethel. Hear this, ye old man, and give ear all ye inhabitants of the land. Have this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children of it and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the pankerworm hath eaten, hath the locust eaten. That which the locust hath eaten, hath the cankerworm eaten. And that which the cankerworm eaten, hath left, hath the caterpillar eaten. I'm sorry, I was messing up. That Let me read that right. That which the pankerworm hath left, hath the locust eaten. That which the locust hath left, hath the cankerworm eaten. That which the cankerworm left, hath the caterpillar eaten. Then it says, Awaken ye drunkards and weep, and howl all ye drunkards of wine, because the new wine, for it is cut off from your 
mouth. Now, tell me something. How is it that that word, Hebrews 6, 5, 0, 7, led me to this scripture? And it speaks specifically about who and what happened. Who did it happen to? The Hebrews. What happened? There was a usurpation upon usurpation upon usurpation. Why was there usurpation? Because of the war. What war? The war that was spoken of in Exodus. And what is the war? Exodus 17, 13. It says, And Yahushua discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And Yahuwah said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Yahushua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Yahuwahasi. For he said, Because Yahuwah has sworn that Yahuwah because Yahuwah has sworn that uh, Yahuwah will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Okay? Now, here we are tying the seed, the alternative seed, to the actual prophecy of Exodus. Now, why is this important? Because Moses passed on the baton to Yahshua, which is Joshua. Yahshua, he passed the baton to Joshua, and what did Joshua do? Joshua had war with the seed of the Amalekites. Everybody knows the story, okay? So it's 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 it becomes evident when you know the story. Are you got something to say about Brother D? Yes, I know that word six five zero seven, Hebrews six five zero seven for seed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the only place in the scripture that you see 6507. Exactly. Right. So if this is uh if this is still two seeds. So the, this war is still going on, right? Cuz the Hebrews are not in their land. That's right. The the Hebrews are not in their land. So the war is still going on. So that seed is still here. The Amalekites, they're still here on this earth. Okay. Now, and you know what? Thank you for reminding me that that that's right. 6507 is only found once, and it, re, and it leads to this particular uh, um, chapter, Joel. Now, I'm going to have to reiterate it. We got some time, so I'm just going to have to reiterate this. Because, you know, somebody out there needs to hear this. And like Brother Darrell, when he um, listened to it again, other things were revealed to him. And he was like, okay, now I get this. And a lot of people now are probably saying, okay, now I get this. But I want to reiterate this. That seed, the two seeds, the one seed was definitely speaking of the sperm. This seed leads us to the only place where the alternative seed was, and that's the book of Joel. The book of Joel speaks about the war between the two seeds, which leads us back to Exodus 17, which speaks about the war of Amalek, which is the seed of the Amalekites. I mean, does it get any clearer than that? Are you still sleeping? Please wake up. 
you have to look at the way the world is today. Look at the present state of Christianity today. Understand, when I read uh, the names of the Hebrews, they were in um, the names that I read of the slaves. I'm sorry about that. The names that I read about the slaves on the ship were Hebrew names. They had three women on that ship that were named Yahweh. Y-A-H-W-A-H. What do we say for years? Hallelujah. Okay. How many names on that ship had the A-H in the name? Ah, and then when they discover, they go through the desert and they find the, the original names. What are they telling us the original names? These are the Europeans. The Europeans are now telling us the name is Yahushua, Yahuwah, Yahmaya. You know, they sell it on the Internet now. They actually sell the books with the original names. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, they're selling us something that they stole from us. And we have proof on the Nina, I'm, I'm, what is the name of that ship again? So y'all can look it up. Because I'm, I need to say it so people can understand. The Ninfa, that's N-I-N-F-A, Habanera, H-A-B-A-N-E-R-A. This is a ship that was brought to the United States in 1825. That was only 186 years ago. And on this ship, there's about 230 Hebrews with Hebrew names. And one of the names was Yahuwah, spelled Y-A-H-W-A-H. I know I said that before, but I beat it to death because people need to understand who you're dealing with here. Who do you think's talking to you right now? You are talking to a Hebrew of the seed of Yaakov, a descendant of the slaves that you, European, have brought over to the United States. I ain't there no more. I'm in Sweden, but I'm still the same Hebrew. Now, I am telling you that this verse here in Joel, okay, is based on the seed of the serpent that was spoken of in the Garden of Eden. We are at war, okay? Want to add something to that, Brother D? No, that was that was good, brother. That was <laughs> that was good. We, we're still at war. But I, I did like what you said about that. They sell the Hebrew names now. Sell it. They sell it all over the place. They sell back something that they took, something that was stolen from us. They sell it back to us. I I just like to say to the usurpers, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you exactly. But you know what I'm saying? Just because when they sold it, you know, it's like every time they write something, they just put another piece of the puzzle together, you know. And all of all of uh, our brothers and sisters that are still stuck in the brain mind control uh, Christianity, like I said, when you have that abusive relationship and you keep running back to that man and he keeps beating you up and you undermine control. Okay? You have to get out that mind control state of mind and understand that time is short. They're about to pull. The, they're gonna. They're going to flick the switch soon. Okay. Don't you, you know what they're doing in in uh, Washington right now? They ain't debating uh, whether or not to raise the debt ceiling or lower the debt ceiling. United States is so far gone into debt, it's over with. What they're doing now is they're voting for who is going to be in power when the dictatorship comes in. And when the dictatorship comes in, I'm sorry, 
all of those Amalekites that did the Hebrews harm in hell, retribution is a coming. All right. Now, let me um, continue. Uh, and like I said, you can deny this all you want. It don't mean, don't mean anything. You can deny it until you turn blue in the face. The truth is out there. You can't do nothing about it. All you can do now is accept it and see what you can do to heal the wrong that your ancestors done to us. All right? Now, um, let me see. Uh, Brother D, you know what? I want to uh, yeah. keep going on, but I want, I want people to participate. And that's the reason why I wanted to do this broadcast again, because I want to make yeah. sure that people get it. So it would be nice if, if um, we can get some people calling in or we can have people uh, talking in the chat line or that you can just say some stuff that, that you want to say to just add to, to um, you know, more, the, a, bit, we're, a better understanding. Right, right. I understand. Yeah, I, no, I like what you just said. Um, the, the truth is out there, and we're getting it. And you can't run away from the truth, and you cannot run away from the Most High. He's waking us up, and when we wake up, you can't hide. The truth is coming. Believe that. I just want I want all our brothers and sisters to, to understand what Brother Dawid is trying to bring forth. This is a story that we need to tell. We need to be patient. We have to research. We can't be lazy and understand that they put stumbling blocks in our way. Every time we we cross one, there's another one. They're going to keep lying. They will keep lying, and they will keep lying because they're of their father, the devil. And that's what he does. He lies. Lie and murder. That's it. So, people, this is a war. It is a war. We have to get tough, and we have to dig in, study, study, and study. That's all I have right now, Darwin. Okay, thank you for adding that, brother. Now, what I want to do is I almost forgot um, what I really wanted to do with this broadcast. And I want to do something that is controversial. I want us to go back to the beginning because this is where we all messed up. And I'm going to spend some time here. And and what, what we can do, Brother D, is we're going to read Genesis 1, 1. Uh, no, not one one. I want to start reading from. Wait, hold on. Yeah, because I want to start going to the creation, because a lot of people are confused about about the creation, and I want them to realize that what happened in the beginning is there are two different, two separate creations. It it confirms it in the book of Jubilees. It confirms it in the book of Genesis. And when you read it, you actually see where this gen, this. Uh, this um, two separate people, I'm sorry, I said generation, but these two separate people came to be. Because the, uh, the, the people, the Hebrews, the people that became the Hebrews from Eber, the, from Abraham, were created specifically for a specific purpose. They were created special by the Most High. Okay? 
He breathed his breath into Adam, only Adam. But the other creations, he said, be fruitful and multiply. But we're actually going to read that. Okay, brother, can okay. you can you read from Genesis down to uh, down to the part where the creation was started? And we'll start from we'll just start from uh, Genesis one five. Genesis one and five. Yeah, just go from one five down, and then I'll and I'll and I'll tell you when to stop because I want to get down to the part where it speaks about him creating the the the, uh, the first man. I know that maybe did. Says in the morning was the fifth day. Yeah, go down to okay. the sixth day. Go down to the go sixth down to day. the sixth day. Okay, yeah. that would be okay. Twenty fourth verse. No, I think no. It goes and let us make man in our image. 26, and God created the man. 26. 20, read that, okay, 26. read down to Genesis 128. Okay, okay, 26 to 28. Got it. All right. All right, I'm going to read it as it states here, okay? And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That's down to 28. You want me to keep going? Um, no, no, that's cool. Just stop there. Because right okay. now I'm trying to load up something. I'm trying to get to the book of Yasser. I should have had this ready already. But I'm going to yeah. show you in the book of Yasser on what it says. And like I say, when we read these books, we have to understand what we're doing is we're just trying to rediscover what was lost, okay? And it's okay to read alternative scriptures in order to get to the truth. Don't be scared to do that, all right? Everything was tainted, okay? We got to find pieces of everything, all right? Now I'm going to see if I, if I get this. Wait, I'm going to go to the creation. This is as... God commands the angels to write. No, not this one. Hold on, y'all. Uh, okay. And on the sixth day of the second week, we brought according to the word of Yah unto Adam all the beasts. No, not that one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It goes, the angels dictates to Moses the primeval history of the creation of the world and institution of the Sabbath. All right. Now, before I read this, I want to speak about what Brother D just wrote, just read. And I'm going to read it, something it says, And Yah blessed them, and Yah said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. All right. But we're going to go up one more. Genesis 127. So Yah created man in his own image. In the image of Yah created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay? 
but actually I want it to go up more. Genesis one twenty six. I'm doing this in reverse. I know, but I should have did it the other way, but I was just trying to find it. This is what I'm looking for. And Yah said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, when people read that, okay, do they understand what us means, what our means, okay? This is a, 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 um, this is a multitude of Elohim creating, okay? They are creating man in their image, okay? They said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish, right? Now, and then we go down, it says, so God created man in his own image, to the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So now we have male and female being created, okay? And Yah blessed them and God said be fruitful multiply and replenish the earth that's replenished the earth so the earth was plemished and now it's being replenished that's something else to look into but let's just concentrate on this here what this here is telling us that these particular beings were told to replenish the earth and be fruitful and multiply alright now I'm going to read this in the book of um Jubilee, and it says, And the angels of the present spoke to Moses according to the word of uh, the Most High, saying, Write the complete history of the creation, how in six days uh, the Most High Yah finished all his work and all that he created, and kept Sabbath on the seventh day, and hallowed it for all ages, and appointed it as a sign for all his works. For on the first day he created the heavens which are above the earth, and the waters and all the spirits which serve before him, the angels of the presence and the angels of uh, sanctification, and the angels of the spirits of fire, and the angels of the spirits of the wind, and the angels of the spirits of the clouds, and the angels of darkness, of snow, and of hail, and of, of hoar frost, and the angels of the voices, and the thunder, and lightning, and the angels of the spirits of the cold, and heat, and of winter, and spring, and autumn, and of summer, and of all the spirits of his creation which are in the heavens and on the earth. He created the abyss and the darkness, even tide and night, and the and the light dawn and day, which he hath prepared in the knowledge of his heart. And upon we saw his works, and praised him and loud before him on account of his works. For seven great uh, works did he create on the first day. Alright? And on the second day that was the first day, right? So what we what we just what I just read was them explaining that on that first day, all of the spirits and the angels were created that were over specific tasks. Now this is according to Jubilees. Now, like I said, everything that we read, um, we have to always read it with one eye open. But as we read it with one eye open, we're still getting information that helps us put the pieces together. Okay, I'm going to continue. It says, and on the second day he created the firmament in the midst of the waters, and the waters were divided on the day. Half of that went up above, and half of that went down below, the firmament that was in the midst over the face of the whole earth, and that was the only work Yah created on the second day. Now, <clears throat> the reason why I keep reading I'm reading this to y'all is because I'm showing you how this parallels with Genesis. This book of Jubilees is entitled The Little Genesis. 
Okay. Now I'm going to continue. Five. And on the third day, he commanded the waters to pass from off the face of the whole earth into one place and the dry land to appear. And the waters did so as he commanded them. And they retired from off the face of the earth into one place outside of this firmament and the dry land, dry land appeared. And on that day, he created for them all the seas according to their separate gathering places and all the rivers and the gathering of the waters in the mountains and on all the earth and all the lakes and all the dew of the earth and the seed which is sown, all sprouting things and fruit bearing trees and trees of the woods and the garden of Eden and the Eden in Eden and all plants after their kind. These four great works Yah created on the third day. And on the fourth day, he created the sun and the moon and the stars and set them in the firmament of the heavens to light uh, and heaven to give light upon all the earth and to rule over the night over. I'm sorry, and rule over the day and the night and divide the light from the darkness. Now, before we read nine, I want to really I want people to, to, to over um, over uh, hear that. Overlook this this uh, this part of um, chapter um, verse eight. Sometimes I just can't talk. Anyway, what I'm trying to what I want people to bring their attention to is understand that the sun and the moon were created on this day to give day and light. Okay, so now this tells us that we have to rethink about what a day is, because if a day is based on the sun, then uh, on the sun and the moon, or basically the sun, then we're looking at a 24-hour day. But if this was created on the fourth day, then therefore the meaning of day is not what we think it is. And I said this before, but I want to make sure it's on this broadcast to be documented. The day that we know of is a 1,000-year time frame. But there are also other time frames that we have discovered and we are going to discover, meaning that there is a 25,920 year time frame. This is based on another time frame that is based in the um, the uh, Kabbalistic studies and ancient studies based in the Pythagorean, Platoism and all that, that stuff. Okay, And these are things that I've also discovered. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing on this here. Because what I want to to bring to your attention is that we have to now look at this creation differently in the time frame. Because the 24-hour day was not in existence at this time, only until after the sun and moon were created. All right? Let me um, check with Brother D real quick. Brother? I'm here. Yes, uh, that that answered the question about those uh, about that time period. So that happened. At, that didn't before before the sun and the moon were created. The days were actually longer. Is that right? Yeah, and and the thing is, like the the what we have is the time frame is a thousand years, but this is based in the Book of Matthew, right? It talks about or Luke. I got it. One of them <laughs> in the New Testament. <laughs> it speaks about. A thousand years is but a day, and a day is about a thousand years, okay? Now, we know that if it's a thousand years, that means that one thing was created a thousand years later, another thing was created another year, a thousand, thousand years later, another thing was created. But 
we also understand that there is a 25,920-year day. This is based on the occult. So therefore, four days could be as much as 100,000 years. Okay, mm-hmm. and now this starts to bring things in more perspective on the time frame and when things were created, because now we have a twenty-five thousand year separation between the times. All right, so but okay. you know that's that's another study. Right now we're right. talking about the seed of the serpent, and this is the book of Jubilee. So I'm going to continue with nine. And it says, and Yah appointed the sun to be a great sign on the earth for day, and for Sabbath, and for months. And for feasts and for years and for Sabbaths of the years and for jubilees and for all seasons of the years. And it divided the light from the darkness and for prosperity, let's see, prosperity, that all things may prosper which shoot and grow on the earth. These three kinds he made on the fourth day. And now that's another interesting thing because they had made a distinction. Between the reason of the sun, it says, which shoot and grow on the earth, these three kinds. It's showing you that the sun, which is uh, that created the day also was the creation for the jubilees and the Sabbath and the growing of the things on the earth because nothing can grow without the sun. Okay, now it says in 11, it says, and on the fifth day, he created great sea monsters. In the depths of the waters, for these were the first things of flesh that were created by his hands. The fish and everything that moves in the waters and everything that flies, the birds and all their kind. Twelve. And the sun rose upon them to prosper them. There it goes again. And above everything that was on the earth, everything that shoots out of the earth and all fruit, fruit-bearing trees and all flesh. These three kinds he created on the fifth day. All right. Now. And on the sixth day, he created all the animals of the earth and all cattle and everything that moves on the earth. And after all this, he created man and man. Okay, 14. And after all this, he created man, a man and a woman created he them and gave him dominion over all that is upon the earth and in the sea and over everything that flies and over beasts and over cattle and over everything that moves on the earth. And over the whole earth and over all this, he gave him dominion and these four kinds he created on the sixth day. All right. Now, did y'all catch that? Did you catch that, Brother D? I got it. Yes. Okay. So what this is telling us in the book of Jubilees is telling us that on the sixth day, he created a man and a woman and told them to have dominion over these things. All right. But we're going to keep going. Fifteen. Now, the sixth day creation, and there were together two and twenty kinds, and he finished all his works on the sixth day, all that is in the heavens and on the earth and in the sea and in the abyss and in the light and in the darkness and in everything. And he gave us a great sign, the Sabbath day, that we should work six days, but keep Sabbath on the seventh day from all work and all the angels of the presence and all the angels of the sanctification. These two great, these two great classes he had hidden us to keep of the Sabbath with him in heaven and on earth. And he said unto us, behold, I will separate unto my, now listen, listen, now listen. <laughs> this is, oh no, wait, hold on. The thing just went crazy. Hold on. 
Right when I'm getting it. Okay, great classes. He hated us to to keep the Sabbath with him in heaven. Um, now, and he said, now this is in quotes. It says, behold, right? Oh, my goodness. Hold on, y'all. Sorry about that. I'm I'm actually reading from one of these iPods, and I hit a button, and then it, everything got erased. But I'm bringing it back. Because I was getting to the point, and it got scared. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? No, you ain't going to read that. All right, hold on. Let me, let me get this again. But what, what I'm going to read when I get it back up is um, it's going to speak about this creation. Okay? It's going to speak about it. All right, hold on now. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, as I'm trying to find this, Brother D. You're, um, you're going to get it, brother. All right. Go ahead. Okay. What were you saying? As I'm trying to find this, just explain, just um, reiterate on, on what I just said. Fill in the blanks if you want to. Oh, I'm listening to it because see, I, I have to, I have to catch it. I was okay. listening to it, and did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to go through it so I can, so I can get it because you know I, I may have to get it twice. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But I see you were you were describing the sixth day, what was happening on the sixth day, when they created this man and this woman, and they were given. Uh, dominion over the earth. Yeah, they were going to dominion over the earth. Okay, now, now I got it. I'm well, pulling it back up. Go ahead, my brother. Okay, so so back to this back to this time again, right? I know we. I just want to go back and ask this question. Yeah. Did that time start when that first man and that first woman was here? Is that when that present time that we have? Is that when it started? No, say that again. Did time start then, after the uh, sun and the moon were created? Is that when the time started? No, that, that as, as was, we as we know time. Yeah, that's that's the Sabbath and the okay. jubilees. And when we when we read about what a jubilee is, a jubilee is a division of forty nine years, right? It's mm -hmm. seven times seven. Seven times seven is forty nine, right? Mm hmm. And we notice that that um, when we look at at scriptures, they they take time in sevens because the seventh day, the Sabbath, seven, and seven seven is a completion, so that's forty nine years. And on the seventh day is the Sabbath, right? Seven years mm -hmm. at the end of a week, and another week starts. So seven times seven is a, a time frame, which is a, a jubilee. So that's why this book is called Jubilees. Now, okay. a jubilee didn't come into existence until the sun and the moon were created. So, yes, on the um, the fourth day was now time of man because now we're telling – now, you know, man has limited time, you mm -hmm. know? And time only means something to us because we have such few of it. If you are an eternal being, time doesn't have any meaning to you because what time is it? Time it is, you know? So right. – um, yeah, so now we know that the sun and the moon were created for us, 
right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, now I got it. Okay. Yeah. Now let me read right. this again. Hopefully I don't hit that button again. It says, and all the angels of the presence and all the angels of sanctification, these two great classes he hath hidden us to keep the Sabbath with him in heaven and on earth. And he said unto us, now, behold, I will separate unto myself a people from among all the peoples, and these will keep the Sabbath day, and I will sanctify them unto myself as my people, and I will bless them as I have sanctified the Sabbath day, and do sanctify it unto myself. Even so shall I bless them, and they will be my people, and I shall be their Yah. And he and I have chosen the seed of Yaakov from amongst all that I have seen, and have written him down as my firstborn son, and have sanctified him unto myself forever and ever. And I will teach them the Sabbath day, that they may keep Sabbath thereon from all work. And this he created there a sign accordance with which they should keep the Sabbath with us on the seventh uh, day uh, to eat and to drink and to bless him who hath created all things that he hath blessed and sanctified unto himself a peculiar people above all people and that they should keep Sabbath together with us. And when they say with us, this is with the angels. Okay. And he caused his commandments to ascend to sweet Savior accountable before him all the days there two and twenty heads of mankind from Adam to Jacob and two and twenty kinds of work were made unto the seventh day this is blessed and holy and the former also is blessed and holy and this one serves with that one for sanctification and blessing and to this Jacob and his seed it was granted that they should always be the blessed and holy ones of the first testimony and law, even as he had sanctified and blessed the Sabbath day of the seventh day. Okay, now I'm I'm going to stop right there because, you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but um, I, I advise everybody to get the book of Jubilees and read it. And the reason why uh, I, I, I wanted to read this part is because it talks about him. He said he separated himself a people from amongst the people. All right. Now, in order to continue the story, we have to go to Genesis. And then he said he took the man and he created him. All right. So now we're seeing like this is a separate generation, a separate creation from the six day creation. Okay. Because Adam was created Eve was taken from him, but before Eve was taken from him, this particular man, the Most High, breathed his breath into him. It is a special, peculiar people, different from the creation that was spoken of to be fruitful multiply. And now we have it backed up in the book of Genesis, also in the book of Jubilees. Do you have uh, any comment on that, Brother D? No, that's that's interesting, man. That is, uh, I didn't have. I'm I'm just listening because this is uh this is new, <laughs> new for me. So, I'm taking it in, and I'm going to okay. research it later. Okay, yeah, and um, actually, I think 
I think I have a, a copy of the Book of Jubilee on my site. And like I tell everybody, what we need to do is, <laughs> I, I'm going to re reiterate this again. Our history and culture was stolen. Our history and culture was anglicized, okay? Just like they took those Hebrews off of that ship and changed their names and wiped them out, they took our scriptures and tried to confuse it to the point where we don't know if we're coming or going. So when you read the book of Jubilees, take the fruit from it and everything else that doesn't fit right with your spirit, put it on the shelf for later and just take what you, you know, try to put the pieces together that you, from the, from where you're at. Because what I'm learning in this is not all of us are um, at the same place. And of course we're not, right? And all of us are on our own personal um, journeys now. Because what happened is we can, no longer, we can no longer rely on the pastors and the preachers and these religious institutions to teach us anymore. We're pretty much, it's, it's us and the Most High, okay? Now, understand, you are a peculiar person. You have within yourself the breath of the Most High. You are of the seed of Jacob, so you have the ability to read through these scriptures and know when the usurper has lied to you. All you have to do is have faith. All you have to do is put in the work. Okay? Don't be lazy and you will discover everything that the Most High wants you to discover. Now, I say this because not all of us are at the same place. Some of us are a lot further than others. But at one point, we're all going to come meet. It's gonna, we're going to come to a head and meet and be like, okay, this is what this is all about. Because if you notice, without us putting all this dogmatic religious garbage into this, we actually start to just see what it is. It's a story. Okay? And it's a story to tell us what the heck's going on and what happened to us and what we need to do. It's not supposed to be religion. It's a story, a story of history that was stolen to us. And now we have to understand who we are, <laughs> where we come from, and what it is we need to do. The main fact is that we are at war with Amalek from generation to generation. Those people in Israel right now have stolen that position. They are the seed of the serpent. They are of the synagogue of Satan. If you do not believe what I say, all you need to do is look at their fruits. They are imprisoning a whole nation of people called the Palestinians. They have a wall built up around these poor people. They have children that can't have coloring books. They are instrumenting all of the things. That they are, they are, they are instrumental in all of the harm and hell that is going on in the Middle East right now. Who's instrumenting it? Israel, Great Britain, the United States. I mean, come on. Look at the history of the Belfort Agreement. Look at the history of the 1948. Look at the history of the, the Rothschilds who, who actually um, put, paid for all of the, uh, the, 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 the issues that are going on right now. And the Rothschilds are even today influencing things that are happening within the stock market, within the banking system. 
you are looking at the Amalekites at work. Okay? Now, I know I'm going off on this a little bit, but I'm just trying to let y'all know that if you don't wake up to what's happening right now and realize who you are, then the world is going to suffer because only you have the power to tell the truth. And once the truth is heard through the seed of Yaakov, the world will be healed. Want to back me up on that, D? Yes, I would like to back you up on that. Those people over there in that land, those are usurpers. Those are Amalekites. And so a war is still going on. They can hide. They can lie. They don't belong there. And we're waking up. Like I said, when we wake up, they won't have anywhere to go. But they can't stay there. I don't know where they're going, but they can't stay there. But, brother, you're telling the truth. It is. I mean, look around. Look, look, who, look who's supporting this stuff. This is, this is the seed of the serpent. And we have been lied to. People have stolen from us. And it should matter. It should matter what happened to us. It matters to me. So we should wake up. That's right, brother. You, I, I'm, I'm backing you up 100% with what you just said. I'm there with you. Thank you, brother. Because um, to me, it's obvious. You know, to me, it's like, I mean, it, it all makes sense. I mean, if, if if when you put the conspiracies together with the fluoride and the water and the abortion, and then we find out that the abortion was um, done through the NAACP and Margaret Thatcher. Is that her name? No, not Margaret Thatcher. What's that lady's name? The one that that's it, Margaret <laughs> Thatcher. Who was the lady that did that? Um, Singer, Margaret Singer, and that woman. Margaret Singer. That, yeah, I think that's her name. You know, with the uh, uh, eugenics lady. Yeah, the eugenics lady. When yeah, you, when Planned you, Parenthood, Margaret Singer. Margaret Singer. Yeah, when you see what she has, you know, what she has produced, tens of millions of our Hebrews dying, putting abortion clinics in the neighborhood. I mean, come on now. I don't know about y'all, but I'm speaking out. I am not scared of these people. I do not care. They have done wrong. They are murderers. They are liars. They are thieves. Okay? They are destroying the United States, Spain, Europe, daggone it, Egypt. Every country you look at, they are within the banking system. Everywhere. Okay? I, I I personally feel sorry for the Jew. I do. Because they are believing that they are a people that they're not. They have to associate themselves to some fools that hijacked their culture. Okay? Now, what culture has the Jew left behind since they stole ours? They don't even know who they are. They're victimized just like we are. Okay? And the reason why they're victimized is because they are just as dumb, as blind as we are, yelling over there, being hated by the world, because they have lost their identity as well, because they done stole somebody else's. And now that we're waking up, everybody's going to look to these people, and then they're going to try 
now they got to hide. Okay? Because, I mean, when people realize what happened, they're going to freak out. You know? And that's why uh, broadcasts like this are vital to get it out to people. Okay? Because when people start to hear these broadcasts and start putting two to two together, all right, then they're gonna they're gonna go crazy. But now, I say that because um, understand that they're waiting for people to go crazy. Meaning that when you when you look at you see like the police state being set up, the FEMA camps, and all of these uh, um, uh, police with the black uniforms and the masks and the shields, banging the shields. They knew that this was going to happen. They knew that they would not be able, they weren't going to be able to lie about this forever. And now I'm, I keep hearing this this plan about them killing eighty percent of the population. And it even speaks about in the Bible, you know, two thirds will be destroyed, right? So we have to prepare ourselves for this to come. And as we're we're looking at it, we actually can see how this is being set up, you know. Anything to mention, Brother D? No, you you got me excited now, Brother. <laughs> no, but you, we have to tell the truth. We do. We have to tell the truth. Some, you, you mean the the world is in trouble because of this. They are. I mean, the seed of Jacob is, is, is in bondage, and the world will not be free until we're free. So they need to wake up and get on board with this. I heard that, brother. I heard that ten times. I heard that. And, and I'm going to tell you, um, I get excited because I'm going to tell you all something. We are in a position of power because we have already won. They can kill me tomorrow, but I already won. Okay, I'm awake. I know who I am. I know what happened. Okay, I'm not sitting in no pulpit, sitting down, warming the pew, listening to stories about Jesus, not knowing that his name was changed, not knowing that he has been a victim of angelization. I'm not sitting in the in a pew, not knowing about that ship. And I'm going to mention the ship again so y'all can look it up, because this is what I call a smoking gun. And the name of the ship is Nefa. All right, hold on. Let me find. It. Let me find. It. Let me find it. Because time's running out. Ninfa, N-I-N-F-A, H-A-B-A-N-E-R-A, Ninfa Habanera. And if you guys, if uh, people are just joining me, the Ninfa Habanera is a ship that was full of Hebrews. And how do we know that the ship was full of Hebrews? Because it was an African ship. In 1825, they have records of this ship on a website, and this particular website is a database. The database has logs of all of the Hebrews on the ship. There's about 200 and brothers and sisters on the ship, and they had names like Amiyah, Yahuwah, Waisiyah, Ambiyah, Nadu, Talhayah, Yahuwah, Aqua, and Yahuwah. And there's another interesting thing about those names. The feminine names, the feminine names were Yahuwah. This is interesting. 
Y-A-H-W-A-H is feminine. Okay? The male's names were like Yahya or Yakupya or Yahye or Akya or Soya or Yamye or, or Agya. Okay? But that shows us that the name Yahuwah, okay, because the difference is the U and Wa, okay, that has a the masculine and the feminine in it. Okay, I, I, now I'm just I'm guessing because I'm just finding out about these names. But if they were naming their girls Yahuwah, then we have to start we have to think now about about Yah, okay? Because we know that that the the Westerner wants us to believe that Yah is like a white man in a beard sitting up there dictating, but the Hebrew understands that Yah is like our mother. You know what I'm saying? We suck on, on the breast and we get our food from her. We live within her womb. She is the the birther. You know, she's the she's the birth ease, the birth of life. You know what I'm saying? So when when we are naming our our, our daughters Yahweh, Y A H W A H, this is the name of the most high. The only thing missing is the U, Yahuwah. You know what I'm talking about? Alright, y'all. I just get excited. I mean, can you imagine the people that we were before the fall? Oh, my goodness. You know, I would like uh, people to call in if you can. Uh, if you can call in and we can speak if you want to say something. Because I don't want to dominate this whole discussion because this, this is for participation. If you have any questions, please bring them now so we can have them documented. Got something to say, Brother D? No, I'm just letting everybody know this is this is just the beginning. This is part one because it's going to get deeper than that next time. But we had to try to lay a foundation, and I, I learned a lot today too. So I'm I'm, I'm really uh, I can't wait to read into that book of Jubilees. Yeah, I've read, read some things in before, but yeah, I'm going to read it too, man. I'm, I want to read. Uh, Read the book of Jubilees and really start to. There's a lot of books and stuff I'm gonna read now, man. I mean, I'm like, I got like this fire now that I need to find this out more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like really, yeah. really getting. It's getting crucial right now, and it's exciting at the same time because yo, we're, we're the people, y'all. We're the people. I mean, this shit right here is like the smoking gun. I knew it anyway, but this mm -hmm. is like this is recent history. This was only 186 years ago, 1825. They had these Hebrews. All right. I mean, we got the names, mm -hmm. and now they're now they're gonna sell us sell us our translation of Hebrew. The, the Europeans selling us. Oh, come on now, it is late in the day. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, brother. We got about five minutes. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna close out in a word of prayer, and then I'm gonna play a, a, a song to go out with. And okay. Hopefully, we have this show documented. And like I said before, people, uh, brothers and sisters, friends and enemies, this is just going to be part one. Brother D and I are actually going to start doing some deeper studies into this, and we're going to try to bring out more information about the Amalekites, and we're going to tra trace this down. And like I said, this is pretty much open. This is no, we don't have any transcripts. We're just going to basically um, uh, just just let the Most High lead us, let Him lead us in spirit and see. 
and, and just give the information to our brothers and sisters. Okay, now I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this information. I thank you for bringing us together. I thank you for putting the wisdom within my mind and your spirit within me, O oh Father. I thank you for the covenant that you made with my ancestors. And I thank you for choosing a peculiar people to prove who you are in these last days. Oh, Father, I thank you. And I love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yeah. One more thing, y'all. Next week, we're going to uh, have the Hebrew Council meeting online. So we're going to bring it live this Saturday. And therefore, everybody can participate there as well. And uh, we're looking forward to um, to seeing everybody there. You want to say something, brother? I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. And, you know, join us the next time. And remember, let's keep in prayer and let's keep studying. Keep researching. And we'll we'll meet again the next time. Okay. All right, y'all. I'm going to play um, Farrell's Host Got Lost. All right. Bye. Shalom. <laughs>